Hello, speech pathologist. One of the main questions I get, especially as a school-based speech pathologist, is how do you form solid relationships with staff, you know, with teachers, with admin, with other service providers, and build a solid foundation for collaboration? And how do you collaborate? Where do you start? So we're gonna get into that. And if you're not in the schools, I still want you to be able to take some of these tips and use them in your specific setting. There are always links and resources down below to help support your mindset and mental health as you go about your daily life as a service provider. Let's talk about the five things you can do to help foster collaboration among you and your colleagues. The first thing that you wanna do is the same thing you would do when you're trying to establish a solid relationship with a client. You build rapport, you build a connection, you focus on that human interaction. Something that I learned when I started working in a very collaborative program was that we all don't have to agree, but we do need to have a level of understanding. What makes building that human interaction a little bit easier is finding the things we can appreciate about another person and finding the things and the reasons why we can connect with somebody. What do we have in common? So the first step here is just communication basics. Get to know your colleagues, ask them questions, find out about their lives outside of being a teacher or an occupational therapist or whatever their role is at the school or in whatever setting you're in. Get to know them, become acquaintances or friends, however far you decide to take that. But you want to have that place where you have some understanding of another person. You have maybe some commonalities you can always bring up. This doesn't mean, again, you have to agree on everything. It just means you are focused on the connection, that human connection. And that's essential for our kids, right? Or our clients, when we're focusing on these communication things, it's all about bringing that connection in. Well, if we're establishing solid collaborative relationships, that's also going to be the case. And what better way to model it for the kids or the clients than if we're doing it ourselves. The second thing that you can do in order to build this collaborative relationship is at the beginning of your school year or your time in the facility or the beginning of getting to know your collaborative partner, your other staff member, do some observations. Go in, now I'm gonna speak from the lens of a school-based SLP, go into the classrooms, observe the classroom, get to know what this specific classroom culture is, as I like to say. Every classroom is going to have a different way of doing things, different routines, different classroom management strategies, and all of those are things that these specific individuals brought in based on their own backgrounds, their own learning, their own perspectives and values and we want to honor them and respect them, so get to know them. Take some time to really feel the energy and feel the environment out. Do those observations and go in with the intent of respecting the culture of the classroom instead of trying to change another person's environment. A third thing you can do, and this would be great right off the bat when you start working with teachers or staff in your specific facility, build in time, make time to offer supports. Maybe create a weekly time or monthly time where there can be check-ins and if people have questions, you know, kind of like if you had office hours, you are the communication expert. In my experience at a school, 
my door can be very revolving, meaning one teacher comes in to ask a question, they leave, another teacher might come in to ask a question because I may be the only one with those speech specific answers. So building in that time to say, hey, you know, on Fridays, I always offer like a little Q and A time or whatever, that might be a great way to offer that support. When I first started in my program, I was the only SLP among three teams of preschool teachers and because it was full inclusion, I was doing a lot of pushing in the classrooms. I had plenty of time to observe. So building those relationships with my teachers was very important. And I offered once a month trainings on different things. One time I did play-based language. Another time I did one on how to use visuals in the classroom. Do things that are maybe asked of you, but also if you can see within your observations that, oh, I can really help you with use those visuals that are on your board. Would you like me to do a little training? It could be a five minute thing where you just walk in during a prep time and offer a little bit of advice if the teachers are okay with that. But make sure you ask, respect the environment because maybe they do already feel trained on that. And if you do have tips and they want those tips and they're open to the advice, aside from you modeling when you're directly working with students, then answer those questions and add value to your classrooms. The fourth thing that can be really helpful is setting boundaries. So when we're collaborating with other individuals, we wanna to remember to make sure that we're honoring our own energy. We're honoring the places where we need to set boundaries. We're being clear about what we have to support with, what we offer value in. We're being clear with what maybe is beyond our realm in that moment. I've had teachers come to me looking for specific behavior management supports. And in those moments, I might not have exactly what they need. And I might have to say, let's talk to our school psych. I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to reach out. But that is not something that I necessarily offer rather than saying, oh, yes, yes. And then realizing that you don't have maybe the time because you need to be focusing on other things for your students directly. And it's maybe within somebody else's realm. Maybe the school psych would be a better resource because they probably have all of the things in their file cabinets where you would have to go on Google, do a deep dive and all those things. Not that you can't do that if you have the time, but your time might be better spent elsewhere. So make sure you're being vocal and clear about those things with the teachers and saying, oh, actually that's the person we wanna go to. But again, be a team player. Maybe it's a way that you can learn too and support your teachers while all you know together emailing the OTs or the psychs or whoever it is that you need to talk to. Also, if your boundaries around the time that you come into work and the time that you leave are very structured for you, like for me, I leave at 3.15 every day and if you need something, of course, text me if it's an emergency, but I'll see you tomorrow kind of a thing in a very kind way. My teachers have learned that because I do have things when I leave work that I wanna focus on, like you guys. And so making sure that when I'm leaving, people know, you know, she's probably not gonna see her email, I'll text her if it's an emergency, but I'll see you tomorrow, Marie is not a bad thing. It sets those healthy boundaries and helps me protect my energy and get less irritable if people are seeking me out at 7 p.m. at night when I'm you know, trying to relax and start to get into my evening routine. The fifth thing is just more of a mindset tip for you. You are the communication expert, but there are things even in the realm of communication that you'll be able to learn from your staff, whether it's the service providers, the OTs, the PTs, whether it's the special education teachers, the psychs, the general education teachers in the classroom, we're all here to learn together. And truly being collaborative means, yes, I'm coming in with these supports that I know work for this student. But if you've seen 
how something else works better for the student, by all means, let me know. I'm here to learn. That kind of a relationship is going to provide so much more for your clients because it means you are able to be open-minded and kind of see this whole picture approach for that client's success and progress because the teachers who see that student a lot more often than maybe you do, I'm going to assume based on how my program is, they see a lot more. And then again, with the parents, when we're thinking about collaborative relationships, you know, we might be asking parents questions too about how things are done in their home. So that way we know what is best going to work for the student versus what we've specifically been trained to do when a student does X, Y, and Z. Every child is different. It's a highly individualized thing that we do. So having those collaborative relationships with the other staff and the family members, all the members of the team, right? We are able to best provide the, for those individual needs. Thank you so much for watching. I hope this was informative and also helps you feel empowered and confident to take on that collaboration wherever you are and build those true, strong, collaborative connections and relationships with your colleagues. Have a great week. I'll see you on the next one.